We are on the very bottom of Ksubis Ayin Bez Amadal of 72a as we continue on in our analysis of the Mishnah. Interesting cases where the wife does something uh, which is against Halacha, against Jewish law, or against the Jewish minhag, the Jewish custom, uh, and specifically things which impact the husband as well. And therefore it is um, it will lead to a situation where if they get divorced, so then she doesn't receive her Ksuba. According to some opinions, they have to get divorced. Uh, so we continue with the second category of Das Yehudis. Um, the Mishnah said that there are various cases which are minhagim, customs, where uh, if she goes against the norm, the customs of uh, Benos Israel, of uh, Jewish women, so then it is uh, leads to a situation where she does not receive her ksuba. The first on the list is when she goes out in public without her hair covered. She has her hair uncovered. So the Gemara says, Roshapur de Raisihi. I don't understand why is this on the list of Das Yehudis, of customs. This is a biblical violation. This is a Torah law. Because what is it? Why? What's the source for this idea? The source is as follows. This is the source. Uh, that when it comes to a sota, uh, a woman who is accused of committing adultery, so she has to go to the base of Migdash, and it says that we uncover, part of the process is that we uncover her hair. And so Rashi explains, it's one of two different explanations. Either it means that we uncover her hair as mida kenegin mida, as uh, measure for measure, since she essentially uncovered her hair when she wasn't allowed to, which caused her to commit adultery. Uh, so to we do that, uh, to sort of, um, uh, to do measure for measure, to, um, to disgrace her, uh, and so therefore we uncover her hair. Alternatively, the explanation would be that the fact that we uncover her hair means that the minute before she had, she had her hair covered. Why did she have her hair covered? Must be that that was the norms. The norms were to cover her hair. Might not be as strong, according to the second explanation, as strong of a, of a prohibition. Um, but it's still still definitely mu- very much a, a prohibition. Vitana de Bishmal, it's taught in the base medrash in the school of Bishmal, that uh, from here we learn. From this case of Sota, we learn that women cannot go out with their hair uncovered. Now, again, it could be that this is only on a rabbinic level. There's an argument amongst the commentators whether this is a biblical prohibition or a rabbinic prohibition. Lots and lots to discuss about this particular topic. What happens if, uh, if she's a widow or if she's divorced? Does she still have to cover her hair? Um, the simple explanation is that, yes, she has to cover her hair, but there, there could be various leniencies. Ramosha Feinstein discusses various leniencies. How much does one have to cover is uh, also a very big topic. How much does she have to cover every single strand of the hair on her head? Or um, are the, is, is it uh, just uh, there are certain uh, heterim allowances to, to allow her to uh, reveal some, some of her hair? Uh, that also is a big discussion. Shaitals is a big discussion. Having a wig. Um, if she's allowed to have a wig, what if it looks exactly like her own hair? Um, so a lot to discuss that we don't have time to discuss on this, but this is this is the primary source. But getting back to our topic in the Gemara, we are discussing, well, is this a custom or is this a law? It sounds like this is a biblical law, or either biblical or rabbinic law, but it's not a custom. So the Gemara explains, no, turning the page here, The Gemara explains that uh, on a biblical level, or on a, on a prohibition level, um, it's enough to cover one's hair with a kulsa, with a basket. A basket they, they used to wear, uh, even though it would reveal some of her hair, 
it would be sufficient, but uh, the custom, the Das Yehudas, the custom was that even that is not sufficient. That uh, these these baskets that reveal some of her hair is not sufficient, and uh, the custom that Jewish women took upon themselves was to even cover even cover that. Rabbi Yochanan has the following statement, that uh, when one wears this basket, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Even, we, even though we just said it was a problem, he's saying now that it's not a problem. So Reb Zira asks, Reb Zira says, what do you mean it's not a problem? If it's in the marketplace, if it's in the public sphere, it for sure is a problem. We just said that if it's a basket, it goes against the Jewish uh, the custom that uh, Jewish women took upon themselves. So it's still a problem if it's in the public. So you're going to tell me, ah, oh, it's in her own home, in her own private domain. No, in one's own home, Tosas already explains this, one could have their, we can't force uh, women to have their hair covered even in their own home. Uh, there's that, there's, uh, we can't force them to do that. That's, uh, that's uh, not, uh, it's, uh, it's not something that we could, that we would demand of them. It's too much of a demand. Uh, it's definitely something which uh, the Gemara elsewhere says it's, uh, very praiseworthy if uh, they reach such a level, um, but it's it's not something that we we could demand of of Jewish women. So what's the case if it's in? It's, we don't require it of it in the private domain and in the public domain. It's a problem. So what's the case that Rabbi Yochan said that it's not a problem? Amar Abai explains there's an in between. It's not the public domain. It's not the private domain. It's in between. It's when one's walking from courtyard to courtyard. Through the Mavoy, through the place which is uh, a side street, essentially. A side street, it's not the main street, but it's the side street. So in that case, Rabbi Yochan says that uh, even for the custom, the custom wasn't for them to have to cover their hair more than what this basket would cover. A basket would suffice in this middle ground, in that middle ground. Okay, moving on in the Gemara. Uh, the next case, this, the next case uh, that the mission discussed that was just improper. It wasn't a specific violation of a Torah or rabbinic law, but uh, it wasn't proper is when she spins wool in the marketplace. So what's the problem with this? So Shmuel says is that she's revealing her arms. As she's spinning, she's revealing her arms. She's doing this in the marketplace. So therefore, uh, that is, she's trying to do this to get the, the attention of the men that are Around her, and therefore, if they get divorced, she does not receive her ksuba. Rav Chista Amar Avimi betava varad kenegah panel medaberes him kol adam. Rav Chista, in the name of Avimi, says says that um, she's spinning a, a red thread opposite her face to show her beauty, um, to show her beauty, and uh, it's basically also trying to attract attention. And then the next case of the Mishnah is when. She's talking with people. So what's that referring to? She's flirting. She's flirting with the young men. So all these cases are cases where she's trying to draw attention, um, uncovering her hair or uncovering her uh, her arms or having this red thread uh, opposite her or really uh, uh, across uh, across her body, um, trying to draw attention and uh, being showing uh, elements of promiscuity. Um, or she's flirting with people. So these are all the cases which would lead to a divorce without her receiving her ksuba. Okay, Amar Rabbi said, There's one time I was walking behind Rav Ukva, Rav Ukva, Mar Rav Ukva, 
What happened? Chazizilai Arvaya Tabiyasva Kashadja Pilcha. There was an Arab woman there who was sitting with her spindle and she was spinning red threads. The same thing that we just said. Same situation. She was spreading these red threads. Once she saw us, um, she threw it down. She tore this thread and she threw it down on the ground. That's what she did. So Amrli, and so she said to me, this Arab woman said to me, Ulam Havli Pelach, young man, uh, give me the spindle. Give me the spindle. Uh, because this is, she was basically trying to draw attention by throwing it down. She's trying to draw attention. Then she called to me, asking me for another spindle. Uh, or give me the spindle that I dropped. She was trying to draw attention. So on this, Marukva said as follows. Marukva said the following comment. That she's one of these people. She's one She's one of these people. Which one? What did she say about her? My Amarba. Ravina Amar Tava Bashuk Amarba. Ravina Amri Medabrasim Kol Adam Amarba. Either the fact that she was spinning this wool and drawing attention with this red thread. Um, that was, uh, and she was intentionally drawing attention. That was the problem. The other problem might have been that she was flirting. She was trying to flirt with them. Either way, that was the example that's given to the Gemara of a case where uh, she is in the public and she's trying to draw attention, which would lead to a case. If it was a case where she was a Jewish woman who was married, that uh, she got divorced. Maybe they have to get divorced, but she would not receive her ksuba. Okay, continues the Gemara. Next case of Das Yehudas. Next case of of where it's... uh, uh, it's not a violation of a Torah law, but it's uh, something which goes against the customs of uh, um, uh, against the customs. But Abishol says, in additional cases, yolda She curses her. Um, she curses Mikhailos Yoldov Bifanov. It is where she curses uh, her par- her husband's parents. I apologize. In the last uh, class, I gave it a slightly different explanation, but she curses her husband's parents in his presence. In his presence. So I'm Rabbi Shmuel. Shmuel says it doesn't even have to be in his presence. It's where she curses her in-laws in the presence of his children. It doesn't have to be his presence. It could even be in the presence of his children, and that would violate Das Yehudis, these customs that would be uh, not uh, healthy for the marriage. How do we know this? Um, because the Pasuk, the Pasuk, the verse, when it comes to Yosef and Yosef's children, vis-a-vis Yaakov, the grandfather, he says his grandchildren are like his own children. It's like his own children. Rabbi gives a different example. He says that uh, one's children, the husband's children are like the husband. Um, based on the uh, on the phrase that they used to, that people would give, that... Um, that may align devour your grandfather. That uh, that's the phrase that people would use um, to highlight the idea that one's own children is like oneself, and so therefore, even in a case where one the wife curses the grand the, the father in law, uh, the in laws uh, in front of not just her own husband but in front of her husband's children would also be a reason for a divorce without exuba. And finally, uh, the last case is. Rabbi Tarfan Omer Afha Kolanis. Rabbi Tarfan says, even Kolanis? What is Kolanis? Um, and uh, so the Mishnah says, this is where she's speaking very loudly. So what does it mean she's speaking loudly? My Kolanis. Amr Vidam Rishmol Shmol says, Mashmas Kolal Iski Tashmas. It's where she's speaking very loudly with regards to issues about uh, being intimate with her husband. And so um, she's fighting with her husband about it very loudly so that the 
it's causing him embarrassment. It's causing him significant embarrassment. So there too, divorce without exuba. Bemasisantan, a different, a totally different explanation, is bemishameshes bechater zu v'nishmakolu bechater acheres. It's where it's very difficult for her to engage in marital relations. It causes a lot of pain upon her. And so it causes her to scream in pain, really scream in pain and agony to the point where it's so loud that the neighbors hear it. And this is really, it's not something, it's, this is not something which is, we fault her with, but it's a, it's a certain type of a mum. It's a certain type of a blemish um, uh, that, uh, that she has, um, which uh, is really a, a different category, as the Gemara is about to say. The Gemara says, this really belongs in the next mission. The next mission discusses what happens if she has various blemishes that he didn't know about. Um, so is that grounds for divorce without exuba? So that's really the next Mishnah. So that second that second explanation is not a, really about uh, her being uh, inappropriate, but it's uh, something which uh, she cannot control. It uh, causes a lot of pain to her, and she's screaming in pain. So that's a mum. That's a blemish. So that doesn't really belong in our Mishnah. So the Gemara says, At the end of the day, our Gemara says, you know, let's stick with the first answer. We, we've rejected the second answer. Let's stick with the first answer. And the first answer is that it's about um, she's screaming, uh, arguing with her husband about uh, being being intimate, and the neighbors hear it, and the husband is embarrassed by it. That is a case where she is deserving of getting divorced with Adik Suba. Okay, that concludes the Gemara of that interesting Mishnah, and then we will begin in the next class the next Mishnah of this parak of this chapter.